This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free 800-507-1148 your pain relieving back brace may be covered by medicare at little or no cost to you call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer 800-507-1148 800-507-1148 800-507-1148 little to no cost with full insurance payment copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Let's get it. Mike Sempervivi here with you. This is Wrestling Observer Live, the radio show that's with you every single day of your life. Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, 10 UTC. During the week, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, 7 UTC. First run replays air at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 West. And on Saturdays, you can listen to Jim Valley's Wrestling Observer Live, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 Pacific. Tune in, iHeart, American Forces Radio, over-the-air affiliates, sportsbyline.com, Sirius XM, Fight Nation 156, Dan Patrick Radio 211, or via podcast, however you're listening to me right now. I want to thank you so much for dropping in. It's been an absolutely nuts news day and a completely ridiculous weekend. Since I last left you on Friday, we have had... And this is the short list. Ring of Honor Summer Supercard. CMLL at Arena Mexico. We've had a UFC fight night on ESPN+. NXT TakeOver Toronto. The final two days of block play leading into the G1 Climax Final, which at this point is only hours away. We had All Japan's Atsushi Aoki Memorial Show at Currican Hall. And yeah, SummerSlam live from the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto coverage of which is already up on the WWE Network. If you're in your vehicle right now, never you fear. I will keep you in the loop on what's going on during the show. Ten matches were scheduled. Plans changed, and now we're up to 12, including three on the pre-show, which has been on now for an hour and about 10 minutes. We just got the very first match, and it's Oni Lorcan and Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight title. Earlier today, I was told the main show is timed out to run for four hours and five minutes. So supposedly there will be no huge overrun tonight. The main event, Universal Championship match, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. It's been positioned as the main event. Whether it goes on last or not, we're going to see. There's Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton for the WWE title, Becky Lynch and Natalya, Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. And yeah, Bill Goldberg coming back one more time to face Dolph Ziggler. Obviously, the focus of today's show is on SummerSlam as well as NXT and the G1. Although, if you had a chance to watch any of the other stuff, I'll allow it. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number. 1-800-878-7529. Get back to get started after this brief timeout. Mike Semper, BB Wrestling Observer Live. Are you aware that 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35? Thing is, when you start to notice the hair loss, it's too late. Solution. 
4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. 4hims.com connects you with real doctors, medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills, gas station counter supplements, prescription solutions backed by science. Listeners to this program, Wrestling Observer Live, can get a trial month of hymns for just $5 right now while supplies last. You can see the website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash wrestling, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wrestling, 4 slash wrestling. And now today's Valero Minute. Top-tier detergent gasoline is the premier standard for gasoline performance, endorsed by seven of the world's top automakers. But why top-tier? Top-tier detergent gasoline reduces deposits on critical engine parts, which hurts engine performance. And top-tier detergent gasoline contains higher levels of cleaning additives to keep a vehicle's intake system clean, improve mileage, reduce emissions, and provide unsurpassed anti-corrosion protection. And now a word from Valero. Valero salutes you and all your finest moments. For those times you go beyond what you thought possible. Whether that looks like running that extra mile or that extra errand. For taking on a new challenge, a new adventure, or a new route to work. Wherever life's finest moments take you, get there with the finest fuel. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel. It keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Yo, welcome back to the show. This is Brian Alvarez's Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, assuming the position for you today. Brian will be back tomorrow, but if you just can't wait... Spend the eleven ninety nine that you should have been spending already anyway, and join us full time over at f4wonline.com. I'll give you details on what his plans are a little bit later on, but for right now, you should join me at SemperVB on Twitter, at Sports Byline USA, and at WONF4W. That is for Wrestling Observer slash F4WOnline.com. If you can't be anywhere near the WWE Network tonight, we will keep you abreast of everything that is going on. As I can do right now with the pre-show, Drake Maverick just chased offset, going after R-Truth and Carmella. 
24-7 championship, I'm sure is going to be a presence all night long tonight. We finally had our first match. It was the Cruiserweight title match. Drew Gulak, who was an overwhelming favorite coming into the match, I believe minus 335 is the number we had up on the website. He has knocked off Oni Lorcan. He holds on to the Cruiserweight title. That was the only the first match we have had so far as part of this two-hour pre-show. They are saving the other two matches uh, for what's coming up here, one of which is a women's title match, a rematch between the Iconics and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Why this was added back on, I'm not sure. They've already announced for Raw on Monday night that the uh, Kabuki Warriors would be getting a championship match, so the winner of that will move on. I thought there were no automatic title matches, rematches anymore. That is out the window the same way that the brand extension and wild cards seem to be out the window. So there you go. This has been the worst built SummerSlam in the com- in the company's history I, by leaps and bounds. By, by leaps and bounds. But we'll get into everything in a moment. What would a show be, though, if it wasn't started off with by Ryan in Cumberland, Maryland? Hello, Ryan. Well, uh, questions on Randy Orton. I know he hasn't wrestled since 7, uh, 22, July 22nd. Is it sort of like the Lex Luger situation where they're worried about running out of dates with him? Because I know he only worked about 75 dates last year wrestling. And what's say do you see Bill Goldberg wrestling next after Dolph Ziggler? Because I don't think that's going to be his retirement match. I don't think Goldberg would want to get quite out like that. Ryan, do you have details of Randy Orton's contract, including the exact number of dates it is? I thought it was 75, but I was just trying to get clarification if that's right or not, because I know you're close to Dave and Brian, and they would be better to answer that than they want so. That's exactly right, Ryan. I thank you very much for the call. They would be better to answer that. So you may want to pass that one on to Dave. I would just skip Brian altogether and move it right to him. I don't know what the position of of Randy Orton's contract actually is. I am sure he is on a limited number of dates. Uh, He is is a veteran who has been there a long time and can kind of write his own rules right now. And frankly, the less Randy Orton, the better. As great of a character as he is, The less I see of Randy Orton right now, the more you can utilize him, the more impact he's going to have. And hopefully it's putting over Kofi Kingston tonight because I'm not ready to see Kofi Kingston's title reign end. And I frankly don't see why Randy Orton should be uh, back on top again in a position of of championship power on SmackDown. Just not ready for that. But uh, eh. again, let me pull back out of this for a moment and just talk a little bit about what we've got coming up tonight besides that match. A lot of this card uh, came together and was figured out at the last minute. You know, we had matches that were moved off the show, like Sami Zayn and Aleister Black, and the women's tag match. Uh, Obviously, the women's tag match was now put back on in a different way. We have had a real weird whodunit with Roman Reigns uh, that now includes Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan that didn't really serve to, to, to promote the show at all. And a lot of the builds of these matches just haven't really been very good. Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston, I think, has been one of the better ones. One of the reasons it's been one of the better ones has been because of how minimalistic it's been. They haven't gotten cute with it at all. Everybody knows the story of Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. Everybody remembers Randy calling Kofi stupid because he forgot about a move in mid-match. Everybody remembers how Kofi debuted or was tried to be thrust into the upper tier battling Randy Orton, the, 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 the boom drop. Uh, at Madison Square Garden through the table. You know, things were looking really good for Kofi Kingston there for a while. 
and then he wasn't. And they've just very simply played off of that. Very, very simply. Randy Orton had something against Kofi. He used his power to keep him down. Kofi was finally able to to overcome and maintain. But that heel Randy Orton's got that one thing on him. If it wasn't for me breaking Ali's face, you wouldn't have got the title match. And you wouldn't have been in this position, and there wouldn't be Kofi Mania. There is a slight kernel of truth into what Randy Orton says, which is what makes him as being a slimy heel in this scenario that much better. And Randy Orton, as a minimalistic character, kind of coming and going only when it matters on Raw and SmackDown, no matter where he ends up in the fall, and I would assume it's still going to be SmackDown, but you never really know. But either place, the less, the better. There's plenty of other people out there that can be workhorses every night. There's plenty of newer characters that really need to be developed and who need the time. Randy Orton, to me, is is special in, at this point, in a little bit of another tier. So however many dates he's supposed to work, I'm completely fine with it. The less, the better. And obviously tonight, I'm not looking forward to, to any thought or possibility of him winning the championship and Odds makers don't really seem to be thinking about that much as well, too. Kofi Kingston is a minus 210 favorite. It'll be interesting to see where they actually put this match on the show as well, too. Uh, I would assume it's going to be, you know, more in Randy Orton style. <laughs> you know, there, there's going to be a lot of, of of very methodical moves. It's going to be a well-worked match, and that's at least what I'm hoping for. We're going to have our explosive quick ending, one would assume, with Dolph Ziggler and Bill Goldberg. Goldberg is a minus 475 favorite, and this is a match that was made. Really, if you like this match, you, you can think Saudi Arabia. Because if it wasn't for Kevin Owens not wanting to go to Saudi Arabia, Dolph Ziggler would not have been put into that position. And we all know Bill Goldberg and Undertaker at, in Saudi Arabia eh, didn't work out too well. Which, of course, is now all migrated and led to this with Dolph Ziggler running down all of the legends. They did a little uh, sleight of hand making you think that it was going to be HBK. But then Dolph Ziggler started adding Bill Goldberg into the mix and Mick Foley's name into the mix and... The one name that stood out, Bill Goldberg, well, you know, he was the one that was really upset with that Undertaker match, was public about it, and you just knew he was not going to let that be his last match. And I have a feeling he's going to crush Dolph Ziggler here, but we will call back to Ryan's phone call. What match will Dolph, uh, Bill Goldberg be in next? I don't know, but I bet you that's probably going to be in Saudi Arabia too. I'm not sure when the next time they go back there is, but there's a possibility it could be when they debut on Fox you know, sometime after that as well. But unless it's going to be a massively big show, I'm not down with it whatsoever. You know, If it's not going to be a show in Saudi Arabia where you have all the excuse in the world to do it, which is they're paying you tens of millions of dollars to go, then save it for a Royal Rumble or, or make sure that it's around the time of the Royal Rumble so you can go on and build towards WrestleMania. Anything other than that, you know, any other use of Bill Goldberg in my mind is a, is a complete waste of time. The big match on the show, Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, at least on paper, that's the main event for the Universal title. The story that they've told to build this thing up is that Seth Rollins does not have a chance. No chance whatsoever. In fact, he's hurt, he's wounded, he's pathetic, and he was just smeared by Brock Lesnar all over the ring on Monday night as he limped out there. It's going to be interesting to see what they do here. I cannot see Seth Rollins winning this match, although usually when you build up a character like this in this way, 
It's to go out there and to get his revenge, to get his surprise victory, and to overcome the beast that put him down. I don't think that's what's going to happen in this case. Lesnar is a minus 230 favorite. I think most people believe that he's going to go and continue to hold on to the belt. But the big question is, what comes next? You know, bring up Bill Goldberg's name. Dave speculated about that in the daily update. I don't think that one's going to happen. But who has been left off the roster for a while? Who has been kind of left out of the mix? Well, Braun Strowman has. And if of all the characters that have kind of been put on the back burner for right now, I think the easiest one to build back up again for Brock Lesnar is most certainly Braun Strowman. And I think that's a good chance and it's a good bet of what we're going to see coming up out of this. Got a lot more of this show to go. No more matches have started on the pre-show, but if they do, I'll let you know what they are. If you want to join me, you can. 1-800-878-PLAY. Wrestling Observer Live. We'll be back. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 
800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Mike Sempervivi here with you, filling in for Brian Alvarez. We'll be back on the show Monday. If you can't wait, we'll also be doing two shows tonight after the pay-per-view wraps up, only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. First will be a Brian and Vinny show. Gives you an immediate and usually slightly insane Brian going over the show he just watched. In this case, SummerSlam. A few hours later, where he calms down a little bit, he hosts Observer Radio with the editor of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer. Give a little more critical look at the show, report on any news or injuries coming out of it as well, too. And the whole weekend, it's a cornerstone of the site, along with Dave's Wrestling Observer Newsletter. It comes out weekly, the Bible of pro wrestling and MMA for decades now. All those newsletter archives, thousands of hours of audio features, all that sort of stuff. Eleven ninety nine a month, WrestlingObserver.com. You should follow it on Twitter as well, too, at WONF4W. Sports Byline USA is at Sports Byline USA. And I'm Mike Sempervivi, at Sempervivi. We try to make this very, very simple for you. Just like the phone number, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Got a Red Bull here. It's a Kiwi Apple one. Need more energy. Pre-show, into hour two, we have got our second match. Buddy Murphy and Apollo Crews is in the ring. While they are in the ring, I will take this time to go to the phones. Talk to Charlie. Charlie, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm calling from Sacramento. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. How are you listening to the show today? Uh, on the byline. I love the byline. What's yeah. on your mind? So I, I saw this thing online um, where people were saying that uh, the SummerSlam pay-per-view is rated TV-14 instead of uh, the regular old PG. Uh, is there anything to that? Didn't even realize that. Didn't even notice that. Um, maybe using some, some saltier language. Uh, probably if they're going to continue to show clips of Drake Maverick in his underwear and things like that. Uh, that may be part of the reason why there has been nothing from what I've seen so far on the pre-show uh, that has given me any reason to indicate they're doing anything much more body or anything like that. Not like you could really do that a whole lot with a, a TV 14 rating as well, too. So it may be much ado about nothing, but uh, I haven't picked up on that. Although both on Raw and on SmackDown, since we've had the the turnover to Eric Bischoff and, and Paul Heyman, supposedly, uh, we have gotten a, a couple of words thrown in there and a couple of moments, middle fingers from Kofi, uh, so, some, some trash talking from Brock and things like that. So maybe it's part of a plan, but I'm not thinking too much about it this second. All right. Well, hopefully it's a good show. Thanks for taking the call. Absolutely, my friend. Thanks for calling in. Back to the show, Apollo Crews and Buddy Murphy now brawling on the outside. I'd assume Buddy Murphy's going to get the, the win here. Was not a real big fan of how he was presented last uh, Tuesday on SmackDown, where he basically was the rat that called out Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. And as I say that, that rat got stomped because Eric Rowan just landed a big boot to Buddy Murphy's face and is now beating Buddy Murphy all around ringside. Uh, they did mention during the pre-show that uh, Roman Reigns has been getting stalked by someone. Obviously, there was the forklift incident where a whole bunch of stuff nearly fell on top of him. Then last week on uh, on SmackDown, Samoa Joe 
who who looked uh, two weeks ago on SmackDown. It looked like Samoa Joe could be that person that they were pointing to as the the person that caused all the damage to Roman Reigns, but then he was out there as Roman was nearly hit by the car. So they know Roman says it couldn't have been him. So who could it be? And he went after Buddy Murphy because Roman said he saw some things and he goes and he, he snatches up Buddy Murphy and he slams him up against the wall and he threatens him. And Buddy Murphy gives up Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. And now for his troubles, Buddy Murphy was just picked up powerbomb thrown into the turnbuckle or I'm sorry, into the post outside the ring and he's now laying on the ground. Yeah. I don't know if Buddy Murphy and Ali and Cedric Alexander are going to have the WWE careers that maybe I would have liked them to. <laughs> but, you know, it's still to be seen. They obviously like Ali. They seem like they like Cedric Alexander too, although while not laying on the floor in a big heap like Buddy Murphy is, it's not like Cedric Alexander's been placed in the, the best light uh, being hooked up with Drew McIntyre, coming out as the failure with Roman Reigns and then still not being able to get one over on Drew. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not uh, not the biggest fan of it. But take it back to the, the lineup here. Continue to go through that. Becky Lynch and Natalia. Now, up on the main page of WrestlingObserver.com, you'll have a little previews, little little capsules that have been set up by Dave talking about who the favorites are. Becky Lynch is a minus 430 favorite. But he does note how there's been a lot talked about as far as how the crowd will react. You know, Roman Reigns is not on the card. Whether they do something with him and Daniel Bryan or not tonight, we'll see. But he's not on the card. So he's one of your baby faces that you worry about getting a negative response. He's free and clear. So who does that leave? (laughs) That leaves Seth Rollins, who... Didn't sound too good on Monday night as he tried to give a heartfelt speech about teasing that he was going to walk away, but no, he's going to stand in there because he loves the WWE and the title more than anything, and he'll go through hell and back, including being a cripple and getting even further crippled by Brock Lesnar. And as he said that, people booed, people heckled him, people jeered, and it didn't turn out so well. Now, for the most part, His girlfriend in real life, Becky Lynch, is not getting that reaction. For the most part, she's been getting a positive reaction, although there have been tons of mixed signals given off in this buildup with Natalia. Natalia, obviously not from Toronto. She's from from Calgary. But still, if there's one thing Canadians like, it's to cheer for other Canadians. Even in Toronto. Maybe not back in the day, but I guarantee you, if the Quebecers came out now, Ontario would show for them, and they're certainly going to show for Alberta. So you got to figure Becky Lynch is is going to probably, if not get booed, is going to face somewhat of a, a negative reaction. Now, how does she react to that? How do the announcers react to that? We're going to have to find out. I think when it comes to Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, there's no question that Seth Rollins is probably going to get heckled and booed out of the building and that Brock is going to get a great response. I'm not sure how Brock can actually turn the crowd against him here. And the best thing I think could that could happen in that match is it ends relatively quickly. Becky and Natalia, I hope it doesn't end quickly, but I hope it's not a super long match either. I think the longer it goes, it doesn't really help Becky Lynch. For as over as Becky Lynch is, for as popular as Becky Lynch is, Io Shirai, she's not. Kari Sane, she's not. You know, uh, Natalia, frankly, she's not. She's good, but I think there are limitations on on, on what she is. And I think that's okay. And I think the the shorter you keep this, I think, you know, I, I get 10 minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes. 
I think that could be plenty of time for, for, for that match. A little bit longer, let's say 15. Because I guess if you're going to cut one short, Bailey and Ember Moon may be that one. And, and I'm a big fan of Ember Moon, but I haven't been a big fan of the build-up to this match either. I mean, she's already lost clean to Bailey. She's lost clean to other people in the build-up for this match. It hasn't been the best. And, and odds makers have Bailey as a minus 245 favorite to retain the title. And I think she will. I'm not sure what's going to come next for her. But hopefully Ember Moon, they can get kind of get things back on track there. Maybe she needs a partner. Maybe they can set her up and go after the tag titles for a while or something like that. But she's, in my opinion, deserves better than, than what she's got so far. Before we move on to the rest of the card, I can't tell you what he's singing, but Elias is in the ring singing. <laughs> I guess this is the uh, our, our our setup for the women's tag title match, which is still to come here with 27 minutes to go left in the pre-show. But we had to get an Elias performance in, and yeah, we most certainly have gotten that. Another return tonight, Bray Wyatt. And here's the one where I guess if you have like $100 to throw away uh, on gambling on something, you put it on Finn Balor because... Well, Bray Wyatt is a minus 1580 favorite to win this match tonight, which, folks, that means you need to put down $1,580 to win 100. So, yeah, not a better's friend in this. It's probably going to be Finn Balor's match for the last couple of months. Uh, it has been talked about in the Wrestling Observer newsletter for subscribers over on the website. Dave has talked about it for a while, that Finn is probably going to be wrapping up for a while and, and be out for a few months. So... A loss to the demon, or I'm sorry, the fiend, <laughs> Bray Wyatt. Uh, looks like that probably be, be the answer to get him out of the mix for a while. And Bray Wyatt needs to, to go over big and needs to go over strong right here. Big time. You know, the one problem with Bray Wyatt has been his matches over time. And it's unfortunate because I don't think the deck has necessarily been stacked in the best way for him in past incarnations. I think they've gotten too cute with it at times. I, I think they have... Have taken it too far a few times, like with the the light show of worms and and, and all the sight gags that they had in the match with Randy Orton and, and some of the other things that they've done to their matches. He's gotten too cute. Let him just come out as a killer, and that seems to be what the fiend is going to be. Hopefully, this is a a very quick match. Not nothing against Finn Balor, but what's the best way to get Bray Wyatt over and get this character over? Get it over strong, get it over hard, and get out. Because, again, the longer Bray Wyatt's in a match, history has said that people tend to fade out of it and tune out of it. The best impact you can get with Bray Wyatt is just hitting it hard and trying to keep people on edge. And I think a quick victory here tonight will do that. Also on the show, Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair. Stratus has said this is going to be the last match of her career it is a really cool bridge match for, for me. I was a big Trish Stratus fan, as I think most people were. Charlotte Flair is very good, and obviously she's the face of the WWE women's division when Ronda Rousey isn't there, obviously, and will be for the foreseeable future. So a really cool uh, uh, match of, of eras. We don't know if Trish Stratus can go or not. We have seen her in very limited forms. We saw our team with Lita. Uh, last year we didn't see, have a chance to see her in the tag match a couple of nights ago they seem to do that purposely and, and keep her out of the ring but flair a minus 530 favorite i think she can be a much bigger favorite than that unless there's going to be some sort of craptastic ending but i think charlotte flair tops trish stratus we still got aj styles and ricochet plus a bunch of other stuff coming up on the show fill you in on that as well as the g1 climax finals this is wrestling observer live 
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Are you aware that 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35? Thing is, when you start to notice the hair loss, it's too late. Solution. Forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Forhims.com connects you with real doctors, medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills, gas station counter supplements, prescription solutions backed by science. Listeners to this program, Wrestling Observer Live, can get a trial month of hymns for just $5 right now while supplies last. You can see the website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash wrestling, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wrestling, 4 slash wrestling. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Mike Sempervivi back here with you. Good times on the canvas mat, no matter what you like. There was a little of it this weekend. You're an RAH fan? There was ROH. You UFC fan? There was UFC. I guess there were no big boxing matches. There was big boxing news. It wasn't exactly the best kind. Anthony Joshua and... Ruiz are going to fight in Saudi Arabia. Frank Warren has joined Vince McMahon as part of that club, not making people very happy. Not making them very happy at all. If you're a Major League Wrestling fan, you're probably pretty happy. They've announced another working agreement. 
On MLW Fusion, it was announced that MLW is partnering with The Crash out of Tijuana. It's the second international partnership that MLW has announced over the past month. In July, they announced a partnership with Pressing Noah. Both of these agreements have uh, touted talent exchanges and content collaboration. I'm not sure exactly what the content collaboration means. Um, just the difference of talent exchanges. Hopefully, one of them will be Takashi Sugiera coming over to the United States and facing off against filthy Tom Lawler. Alexander Hammerstone is going in the other direction. MLW's national openweight champion is going to take part of NOAA's N1 Victory Tournament, which begins on August 18th, goes till September 16th. He's part of the A Block. Also features Sugiera, Naomichi Marafuji, Go Shiwazaki, and Masa Kitamiya. Those are some heavy, heavy people to be facing off with. Not exactly uh, John Moxley, uh, but in some ways, I guess, depending on how you look at some of those names, it's a... Uh, be more impressive than what John Moxley does. I don't know how many people are going to agree with that or not, but if you do, you're, you're probably with MLW. Anybody had a chance to see New Japan and, and see John Moxley in the G1 tournament, uh, it was really something else. And he fell off a little bit at the end by design that way uh, to set up not only uh, really an attitude switch of uh, or it really plays into the attitude that he's had which is he can be sloppy and kind of lose his mind and lose track of what he's doing at any time and after having some wins they they went back to that he fell back into his routine again once he had his first loss to Yano and they began to tell that story again as well as having a U.S. title rematch with Juice Robinson since he lost to Juice today. Certainly that's a story that they're going to be telling as well, too. I'm not sure when their match will take place uh, for the U.S. title, a U.S. title rematch, but surely it is going to happen. You know, the G1 Climax Tournament is is almost wrapped up, and Jay White knocked off Tetsuya Naito earlier on today and is in the finals now against Kota Ibushi to decide who will go on and face Kazuchika Okada at the Tokyo Dome, or at least wins the right to face him. They were going to have to probably defend that briefcase one time, at least before January 4th, probably going to be in October, but we'll see. But it was a little bit of a surprise. Jay White didn't start the tournament very well, finished winning six matches in a row. Tetsuya Naito also had a little bit of a shaky start to his tournament, and went on a run that had many people, including myself, believing that he was going to make it to the final. Now, whether you believe he was going to win, as I believed he was going to do before the tournament began, or whether you thought he was going to face off and lose to either Okada or, as many people believed, Kota Ibushi, you know, I really figured that this was the year. I really figured that this was the time, because I'm not sure after this, where you go with Tetsuya Naito as far as the title picture goes. If you didn't pull the trigger now, then when? Well, I've kind of resigned myself, and I talked about it a little bit on the show with Brian, to the fact that we may have seen the last of IWGP championship contender Tetsuya Naito. Not to say he won't get a program for another match down the line, but I feel less confident now than I ever have about him ever being a player again for the IWGP championship. New Japan does not do warm and fuzzies very well. They really don't. They don't do nostalgia well. They don't have to. They got a lot of people in line for that belt, including Kota Ibushi and Jay White, who are assigned to very, very long-term contracts. And I don't know the position of Kota Ibushi, but I certainly know that Jay White 
is in far better physical condition than Tetsuya Naito. And there's plenty of other names, some of which have never had a chance, even a sniff at the title picture, who would fit in there very nicely. Tomohiro Ishii would be one of those men. Will Ospreay's ascension is not stopping anytime soon. Juice Robinson just gets better and better by the day. Shingo Takagi has walked in and not only proven himself to be a cornerstone of the cruiserweight division, if he had so chosen, but also a heavyweight title mix person. I mean, they have an embarrassment of riches there, not counting Hiroshi Tanahashi, not counting Kazuchika Okada, not counting a bunch of other guys that they have there. And as the cards continue to be dealt out, you know, Tetsuya Naito's got the Intercontinental title. Is he now going to be Shinsuke Nakamura? Is he now going to be the guy, the ace of that title picture? Because it's time to move on from him, from the IWGP title picture? We'll have to see. We'll just have to see. Now, what's going to happen later on tonight with Kota Ibushi and, and Jay White? I don't know. I am figuring Kota Ibushi is going to get that victory. But you never know. Kenny Omega is in the country right now. We know that. He went to a stardom show to see his girlfriend, or I'm sorry, to see uh, Will Ospreay's girlfriend, B. Priestley, and probably do a little bit of scouting uh, for AEW. So he's there. I don't know if Chris Jericho's there, but boy, if he is, you know, a Tanahashi-Jericho match down the line, this would be a good time to kind of start that up and heat that up. So Koto Bushi could win. And Kenny Omega could be there to 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 to, to help rev him revel in his victory. Or he could lose. And we could have Kenny Omega and possibly Kota Ibushi down the road at the Tokyo Dome instead of Kota Ibushi facing off for the IWGP title. And instead, we could have what's going to be a rivalry for a long, long time in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Jay White and Kazuchika Okada again. We're just going to have to see. Interested to know what you think about it? 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Get a hold of me on Twitter as well, at SemperVivi. Go back to the phone lines now. Moses, Moses, what's going on, my friend? What's going on, Mike? Not all long, long time, no talk. What's going on in your mind? It's all good, bro. Um, like, you were talking about the whole the G1 and everything, talking about Moxley's run. I have to actually catch up on MLW now that I know that they're working with Crash. But... I want to talk about G1. I wanted to talk about Coda. Is this like, like, cause here's my thing. I'm, I, when I saw last night that J1 won and he won his block, I was shocked. I really was. And now I'm thinking they have to kind of screw with him. Don't they? they now is the opportunity. Cause Kenny is in, he is in Japan. He is not too far away. They have to build towards, this Kenny vs. Coda so they can close that chapter of the Kenny Omega saga. The Young Bucks in New Japan. That's it's it's time to close it. And now is the time to do it. You do it at um Wrestle Kingdom or even he can win and you you have him wrestle in two nights. You have him wrestle Co- uh, Kenny in one and go for the belt in the second night. That, that would be massive. Well that, I mean that I know would be a huge have, deal but well, hold on. that would be a, a massive deal. I don't know. That that would be interesting. You know, and here's another thing, and this is within the realm of possibility. It's a smaller one, but look how hated Jay White is. 
if anybody yeah. could lose a briefcase and make people happy and not think it's a screw job, Tetsuya Naito or somebody else screwing Jay White or defeating Jay White for that briefcase, if you're going to do it against anybody, Jay White might be that person, which also throws Tetsuya Naito back in the mix, as well as a code of Ibushi, even if he does lose that title match. So, I mean, that's still, you know, uh, in the realm of possibility as well, too. I think it'll be mute, or I think it'll be moot once uh, this whole thing's over with, because I think he is going to win and get the title shot. At, uh, but, but like you said, could he wrestle two nights? He could with, with Kenny Omega. If he doesn't, though, if you had only your choice of one, either him in an IWGP championship match against Okada or the match against Kenny, which one do you think it would be? I would go with the Kenny one because, like I said, it's it's time to close that chapter. The the elite is gone, they're, and they're not coming back. Will maybe New Japan and AEW work together? Maybe you know, in our wildest dreams, maybe. But for right now, it's time to close that chapter and build with what you have. Build that star like Jay White. You know, keep building Ishii. Actually, give him a title shot for crying out loud. You know, it's it's not like their roster is playing where they can't thrive on their own. Moses, absolutely. I want to thank you very much for the call. Yeah, I mean, they, it's literally an embarrassment of riches. It really, really is up and down that card. I mean, just look at this G1 and the names that were involved in it. Nobody had an embarrassingly bad G1. I mean, yeah, you could say Bad Luck Folly did, but like Taichi was was way, you know, to me played way over his head. You know, Taichi is, is, can be hit and miss. He ended up being fantastic. Jeff Cobb didn't really have a, a, a great or really notable G1, but at least he established himself inside of it. And you got something you can build off of. Shingo was amazing. Juice Robinson continues to improve massively. Toriano was incredibly entertaining. Tomohiro Ishii, it's time for him to be in a title match. I don't know what direction they're going to go with Kota or the Hiroki Goto or with Kenta, but you know what? Hiroki Goto and Kenta as a team, that sounds pretty good. Evil and Lance Archer, I think, would be a good feud coming out of this thing. We know where we're at with Sonata. Now, they slipped up here on this last day. I don't like him giving Folly the victory over Sonata after Sonata had such a big victory over Okada. But if Sonata's not going to get a title match before the end of the year, as a lot of people thought he would, like he thought maybe he'll get another one in October, if they're not planning on doing that, then I'm, I'm okay with the Folly match, but it still wasn't my choice. With that said... Sonata's been fantastic. Zack Sabre Jr. I thought was great. Well, Osprey did a great job. Tanahashi was a legend as always. Okada, what can you say about him and Ibushi and Naito and Moxley? Jay White, they all did fantastic jobs. And their roster is incredibly deep. On top of guys like Shota Amino and some of the other ones that they have starting to build themselves up. So they do have an embarrassment of riches in, on that roster. And Again, incredibly impressive, and I know they need to put this thing, or a lot of people believe that they need to put this to bed with, with Kenny Omega, and I think to a point you could, but also if you wanted to wait another year on doing Obushi and Omega, that wouldn't hurt my feelings either. So if you're going to bring back Omega, you know, I think people are going to be satisfied no matter what. I think there's a lot of people that would love to see him in a match with Ibushi. But if you decide to do Ibushi and, and, and in the IWGP title match and you only have one match on those two days with him being involved in it, I think that would be a good thing. I think him teaming with Kenny Omega the night before, I don't think that's the worst idea either. You could have Okada and Tanahashi. Uh, rejoin forces again or have Okada Tanahashi and somebody else face off against 
uh, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and and whoever. I mean, there, there's lots of things that you could do for those shows. And you know, this early out, I'm sure it's you know, Gato's already got it planned, but we're gonna got a long way to go before we can figure out what it is. Not a long way to go before SummerSlam actually starts here. And I will mention AJ Styles and Ricochet Styles a minus two hundred uh, to retain the title. I think that he will. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. If Owens loses, he must quit WWE. Owens is a heavy favorite at minus 510. I just saw a storyline with Jerry Stubbs and Arn Anderson from 1984 Southeastern that would have actually played much nicer into the Kevin Owens-Shane McMahon storyline than Kevin Owens looking like a fool trying to bait Shane McMahon into agreeing to a stipulation. There was a way to do that, and they failed miserably at it. But the match itself... I think it's probably going to be pretty good and a spectacle. I'm one of the few people who's actually liked the storyline. I don't like everything they've done, but I like Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon's interaction. I really do. I know I'm a horrible person. That's all right. You're almost done with me. Go to this last break. We'll come back. I'll let you know any last news leading into SummerSlam and put a bow on this thing. Wrestling Observer Live. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for the business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable Bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than 
$500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You know, I usually laugh at people's buffering issues with the WWE Network because they usually never have a problem. Tonight I've had a problem. Not sure exactly who won the Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and Iconics match. I'm going to assume it was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Either way, whoever the champions are, they are facing off against the Kabuki Warriors Monday on Raw. Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, 10 UTC during the week. 3 East, noon Pacific, 7 UTC. First run replays air at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 West, 0 UTC. Saturdays, Jim Valley's Wrestling Observer Live at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 Pacific. And no matter how you're listening to us, tune in iHeart, American Forces Radio, Sports Byline, Sirius XM, or via podcast. However it was you decided to hang out with me today, I want to thank you for a special bonus for podcast listeners of this show over at F4WOnline.com. After it all wraps up, there's going to be a battery of old promos and interviews about events that may be coming to your town back in the 80s. So if you have a DeLorean, jump on in. Got Nick Bockwinkle, who's got an unusual pony in Minneapolis. The beginnings of Jim Cornette's career in Memphis. The Midnight Express Horseman feud taking off in WCW around this time in 1988. Plus Bobby Heenan, Mean Gene, Tony Atlas, Ric Flair, Paulie Dangerously, and some very special stuff from Arn Anderson and Jerry Stubbs in Southeastern. I mentioned it to you a little bit earlier. Just some really super cool stuff. Also, by the way, 30th anniversary of SummerSlam 89, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson against the Hart Foundation. It was awesome. Don't forget to migrate over to WrestlingObserver.com as the night goes on so we can keep you in the loop on everything that's taking place both in the ring during SummerSlam and all the news coming out of it, not only from there but from all over the world as well. Dave and Brian later on for subscribers, WrestlingObserver.com. I want to thank producer Scott and everybody else who helped to make this show possible. I am Mike Sempervivi. This was Wrestling Observer Live, and as the old saying goes, we will talk to you again after a while.